Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Spill the Baby Tea, a podcast where we candidly talk about all things motherhood and parenthood. My name is Helen Wu Wang. I'm a mom to an almost 14-month-old baby boy now, and I'm here to create a space where we can all share, connect, and feel a little less alone. On today's episode, I'm going to talk about a hotly requested topic, and it is the topic of mom guilt. Parenting is one of the most rewarding things that we get to experience in our lifetimes, but what doesn't get talked about enough are the difficulties and the guilt that comes with it. What is mom guilt? When and how does it show up? How does it evolve? How can we overcome it? What are some solutions for it? We're in this together, so let's get this episode started. As with every episode of Spill the Baby Tea, we are going to start with our giggle and drool of the week. My giggle of the week is that earlier this week, we went out to dinner with my family at a Chinese banquet restaurant, and I had set up our baby's chair. And I gave him some milk, which we finally transitioned over to just a straw cup, no more bottle. That took a while to transition over, but we're finally here. And as food was coming out, I cut up some stewed beef for him, some noodles. My favorite Chinese noodle dish is yi mein, which I know is kind of plain for those of you who know what yi mein is, but mm, it is just so delicious. And he loves yi mein too, like mother, like son. We also gave him some fish, some cut up choy or veggies, some steamed chicken, and he ate everything all by himself without me feeding him. And I think many moms or parents out there will know this feeling of spending so much of our time at the dinner table feeding our kids first before we eat. And even though he's kind of been feeding himself for a while now, this was the first time at a in a public space at a restaurant that I took a moment to just observe him, smile at him, and think to myself, he's eating, and I'm not hungry. (laughs) Best of both worlds. He is growing up, and that moment just, it made me smile, made me giggle a little on the inside. And that's my giggle of the week. 
My drool of the week is that our baby might be transitioning over to one nap soon. As some of you out there may know, babies typically take two naps around seven to eight months. And for us, it's been a lovely expected nap cycle. About two hours in the morning, anywhere between 9.30 to 10 a.m., another 30 minutes to an hour nap, beginning around 3.30 to 4 p.m. We were able to schedule meetings during this time, plan out our shifts, plan out our days. We were getting into a rhythm of things. But one thing that I've learned about babies is that right when you start feeling comfortable with something, they decide to switch things up on you and keep you on your toes. Between 14 to 18 months, babies or toddlers start to shift to one nap. Our baby's almost 14 months right at the beginning of this phase and he is fighting his second nap already, skipping that nap entirely sometimes. And I think we're trying to push out this reality as much as possible because two naps means more time for us to get personal things done in a day, you know? But baby boy knows what he wants, and he wants to play. So as amazing as it is to see his growth and development, which I'm honestly so excited about, It is also a drool that we've got to adjust to this new nap schedule now. Any other parents feel me out there on this one? Going from two naps to one is uh, quite a difficult adjustment. And that is my drool of the week. For today's episode, let's talk about mom guilt. What is it? When does it show up? And how do we fix it? I'll share five strategies that have worked for me for overcoming mom guilt at the end of this episode. So what is mom guilt? Mom guilt is the feeling of, it's a feeling of of sadness. It's a feeling that moms experience when they are unable to fulfill their responsibilities as a mother to their own standards or expectations. It's a, a feeling that you're not doing enough, that you should be doing more, that you're not a good enough mom. The feeling can arise from many different scenarios, from comparison, like those moments when you're scrolling on your phone while watching your baby, seeing these amazing mamas out there doing these wild DIY crafts with their kids while you're just letting your child play in the playpen. And all of a sudden, the playpen looks like a jail and you're the bailiff. It's that feeling of wanting to be present, but knowing in the back of your mind that you're enjoying time with your baby. But time slows for no one. The sun is setting and you still have a project you need to finish by EOD, end of day, whatever that means these days. And you know you're going to be up till 2 a.m. So you're not as present. It can also come up when someone unintentionally throws a bit of shade at you. Like, for example, there was this one time we left the house and I had forgotten a pair of baby scissors to cut up our baby's food into small pieces. And when we got to the restaurant and I didn't have it, my mom... Actually, it was my mom that said in Chinese, you're not experienced as a mom yet. And I was just like, why, mom? Why would you say that? It definitely hit me harder than I think a lot of other non-mom related comments would have been. But at the core of it, it's a feeling of intense inadequacy, an unrealistic ideal to be a perfect mom. And it can have a significant impact on a mother's well-being and mental health. I wouldn't be surprised if every single mother out there, no matter how fortunate, rich, wealthy, supported, etc. out there a mom is, has felt at least an inkling, if not a massive load of mom guilt at some point in their lives. 
this feeling, it is a common experience for many moms, and it's a result of the high expectations and demands placed on mothers in today's society. The need to prioritize our children's needs above our own. So when and why does mom guilt show up? I'll break down my experience for you. Mom guilt has shown up for me in many different ways, depending on which stage you're referring to. Mom guilt at the onset, the newborn phase, started for me from the fact that I had never held a baby that was as small as a baby that just came out of a womb is. The most fragile human to ever exist. The moment the doctors were able to lay him on my chest, I literally said out loud, I don't know how. I don't know. Can you show me? Immediate mom guilt. And I still remember, as if it were yesterday, the moment the nurses settled him on me, he just stared into my eyes, listening to my voice, a familiar voice that he undoubtedly heard in the womb, just staring at me, as if he knew me. And it was the most incredible moment ever. But it was still a moment that started with intense mom guilt of not knowing how to extend that first moment of love to him by holding him. In the first few months of the newborn phase, I mean, it was very, very difficult. For moms out there who have been through it, y'all already know we are so absolutely in love and so grateful for our new bundle of joy and poop. It is a life-changing miracle and one that we're so thankful for. But what are we also dealing with? Our bodies. Expanding and contracting our bellies are an empty vessel. It's such a weird feeling. It's no longer holding an active, kicking human, just empty and, and squishy like an unwanted sponge. Our boobs are either engorged or struggling with the milk not kicking in. Our relationship with our significant others, they're changing and evolving. We tell ourselves that we must not fall into the trap of our child taking over the love that created this love. But damn, why are his nipples so useless? We're dealing with our in-laws, our parents, telling us how we should parent. More changing dynamics. We're dealing with the expectation to put on a happy, grateful face for friends visiting when we're running on one hour of sleep. We're dealing with the hormonal shifts in our body, the changes in our brain chemistry, the mood swings, the crying spells, the anxiety of falling asleep, only to know that you'll hear a quivering, helpless cry that you know you can't ignore. Baby blues and postpartum depression is a real feeling, and it's a feeling of, of hopelessness, of shame, guilt, and inadequacy. And it can arise because none of these cups in, in the mom arena, the partner arena, the family arena, the self-compassion arena are quite being filled. I think the more we talk about what truly goes on behind the social media scenes, the less we'll feel guilty and alone in these moments. And I share all of this not to scare anyone out there, but to share the reality of what it's like to be a first-time mom. Part two of me feeling a different level of mom guilt after the newborn phase is when we're faced with that decision that, again, I feel like not enough people talk about, the transition back to work for those who were working before their maternity leave. And depending on how you view it, and I'm going to talk more so from the U.S. perspective, it's either the decision of having the luxury of being a stay-at-home mom or, for some, the burden of it. It's having the difficult conversation with your boss of working flexible hours because you realize in your heart your job isn't as important as spending time with your newborn or baby. Or it's facing the decision to go back to work full-time because of finances or because of a fear of losing your job if you took a break 
or a fear of not being able to advance in your career or a fear of becoming irrelevant in your career. Regardless of the reason, it's going back to work knowing dang well in your heart that this immediate and sudden shift in your lifestyle is not what any woman or mom should have to go through. Or it's the eagerness of wanting to go back to work full-time just so you can escape and feel a bit more balanced in the chaos of new motherhood. And possibly you're feeling the guilt of making the decision to find space away from the family. Which, to be honest, I think is amazing and more power to you if you know that that's what you need to be your best self once you're with your kid at home. Statistically, 55% of U.S. mothers with children younger than 18 work full-time jobs. 55%. And 72% of U.S. mothers work either full or part-time. So it's a lot of us out there. I'm sure there are so many more scenarios than the ones I've mentioned out there, but these are the decisions that we as, as women, as moms, as parents, that we inevitably have to make. Heaps of mom guilt with any decision we do make here. About three to four months into my own maternity leave, I was mentally telling myself I needed to start transitioning back to work. Because pre-baby, while I was still pregnant, I had told Mel and Janet, three months and I should be okay. But as a first-time mom, how was I supposed to know how long I'd need? You don't know until you get there. And that was difficult for me once I was around three to four months. Because as a natural people pleaser, it was hard to let my best friends and colleagues down to take back my word. But I knew chemically, physically, mentally, I wasn't prepared to start working yet. Honestly, the thought of going back to work seemed unbearable. Mom guilt, friend guilt, business owner guilt, all of that hit all at the same time. I am very, very thankful that I do get to work with two of my best friends who are literally two of the most empathetic people out there because they can sense when I'm off and they were the ones to prompt me and ask me if I needed more time off. I know that level of compassion is rarely offered in a corporate setting, but I think more of these empathetic conversations need to be had at a human level. So all of you managers out there listening in to this episode right now, managing people nowadays, Ask your employees and new moms who are coming back to work how you can help them transition. Even that offer, I think, will go a long way in making them feel a little less alone. Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swathers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swathers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swathers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is. 
is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Part 3. We are evolving our mom guilt game. Okay. After the transition phase of going back to work or not, it's coming to terms with the decision you've made and having that settle as your new reality. It's where I am right now. And right now, as I mentioned on the last Build of the Baby Tea episode, I am pretty much back to work full time. We have a nanny. We have no excuses now. It's actually quite difficult to stay focused when you're your own boss and your new mom, especially when you work from home. Every time I hear my baby laugh or cry or say, mama downstairs, I have to physically restrain myself from running downstairs to play with him or to soothe him or to greet him with a, yes, I'm mama. Like it's a lot of restraint and a lot of mom guilt that comes with that too. But I knew that for myself, even as a mom, I wanted to continue feeling fulfilled in my career, in filling my own cup, in being a good business owner, friend, and coworker, in feeling like I'm setting a positive example for my son by being a mom and a woman that is happy, balanced, meeting her values, and intentional with her choices. I want to be that woman figure in his life. And I'm thankful that I can build towards that. But that doesn't mean that When I'm only with my son early in the morning or after 3 or 4 p.m., I don't feel an immense amount of guilt that I missed a whole half day with him. I think I'm going to feel that forever, honestly, as long as I keep working. And maybe that's okay. Maybe one day I won't see it manifested as guilt. Maybe it'll be more of a realization that that feeling means I'm doing what I love and what I find value in. This scenario obviously is going to look very different for everyone, but I'll just say that mom guilt continues to evolve in every scenario. And lastly, part four, the catch-all. There are many other areas where mom guilt can arise. Ones that I've not mentioned include being straight up bored with your kid. I mean, you can only take so much of baby shark and Miss Rachel in your life, okay? I think that is very normal to want to balance your days with adult conversations. I used to feel guilty about this when I was just straight up like, yo, maybe I'm bored, but I don't feel that way anymore because I think it's normal to crave and also want balance in your life and to have human adult interactions. Another is giving your kid too much screen time. It's important to limit screen time for your little ones, but it's okay to give them that time if it helps your mental sanity and helps you to show up as the best parent you can be. I think screen time can be a whole other episode. We are just starting to delve into this world of showing him a little bit of Miss Rachel when we need it. We've been pretty strict about it, but I'm curious to learn more about this whole area now. I'll have another episode on this one day. So how does mom guilt show up in us? Well, it looks like low self-worth, inconsistent mental well-being, negative coping strategies like indulging in food, shopping, alcohol, or your phone to try and avoid the feelings of mom guilt. So how do we overcome it? I've summarized five ways that worked for me to soften the blow of mom guilt, and I will share it now. One, when that feeling of mom guilt hits you, it arises because of automatic thoughts, which is kind of negative self-talk that appears immediately in response to a certain stimulus. They're often very irrational and negative. 
once you start to feel this coming in, pause. Acknowledge that these thoughts are probably irrational, that they won't last forever. Identify the source of where it's coming from. This is what I do. I take out the notepad app on my phone and I start listing out when these thoughts arise. Because becoming aware of the areas you feel the most mom guilt in can help you take practical action to address it. And once you start seeing a pattern here, then you can challenge these negative beliefs by asking yourself whether there's evidence to support them. Often you'll find that there really is none. To surround yourself with supportive people. I can't say this one enough. If your family members or friends or coworkers or even your Instagram feed, if they make you feel in any way judged or if their or its presence leads to anxiety or guilt or shame, if the people around you are overly critical or negative about your parenting style, get rid of them. Find your tribe in a different way. These people, if if they are just important people in your life, They can show up in your life at a different point in time, but not right now. You're busy being the best parent that you can be. I would say get rid of them and connect with people who support and validate your choices. It's tough enough to already be a parent in this very new role. Three, if you're going back to work, set boundaries. Having a transparent conversation with your boss or coworkers to say, these are the hours that I'm able to work. For me, personally, on a normal day where we're not putting out any fires or having to push a little harder, which I've always been totally okay with when that needs to happen, the girls know that between 4 to 8 p.m. I am usually out of pocket because I want to get my walk-in with my son before the sun goes down and I need to start preparing dinner and getting him to bed. So they know my schedule, my team knows my schedule, and I don't have to feel guilty asking for permission there. And it feels really good, actually, because it also feels like they're supporting me. Four, listen to your intuition. A mom's intuition is real, like real, real. Most of the time, you know what your child needs. For example, one thing that I've had to do is if my child is playing in the playpen by himself and roaming from toy to toy, keeping himself active, and I'm outside the playpen, taking a moment to answer an email or even scroll my phone, I've had to hold myself back from jumping in to spend that more intentional one-on-one time with him. If he's playing by himself, let him. He will let me know when he gets bored and wants to spend time with me. So follow your intuition and you'll do the right thing. Those moments of just letting him play in the playpen were once guilt-ridden and now they're steals of time. And if your kid is begging for your attention, but say you really just can't give it to them right away, or her, say, because you're busy working from home, just make sure you spend time with them once you're finished. And separately on this topic of intuition, I always say, listen to your gut about what your own personal desires are. I had um, someone DM me once asking, how do you get over the guilt or anxiety of leaving your baby for a few hours to have dinner, fun, be solo, etc.? And for me, I followed my gut there. The first few months of newborn life, I didn't want to see anyone. I only wanted to be with my baby and I followed that. Nowadays, I appreciate so much the moments that I can have solo time with my husband. I appreciate when I can go out to celebrate a friend's birthday. These are still rare moments compared to what it once was, but my intuition, my gut tells me I still need moments like these in my life. And when my cup is filled in this area, 
I truly do return back to my baby with the most love and energy, and I am more present than ever with them. I think doing what your gut or intuition tells you to do is very important. Obviously, knowing your responsibilities as well, but the balance of both is important to showing up as the best parent you can be. Lastly, number five, show yourself some compassion. Brene Brown says the antidote to shame is empathy and compassion. Often we find it easy to be compassionate to others, but struggle with self-compassion. When you're being harsh on yourself, take a step back and focus on the positive. Being a working mom is not easy. Your body is still going through changes and hormonal fluctuations. You might be managing a childcare provider or dealing with drop-off and pickup schedules. You probably feel tired. Prioritize working on your self-compassion as well as setting realistic expectations for yourself and others. The moment you're about to talk negatively to yourself, talk to yourself like you talk to a friend. Literally imagine yourself as your best friend. How would you actually talk to him or her? I know this can be very hard to do, but try and cut yourself some slack for yourself and for your baby. It is so important for us to recognize that all of these feelings of guilt, they are just a normal experience that comes with motherhood and parenthood. And I'm talking about it on this episode today because I want to normalize this feeling. Normalize it so that the feeling doesn't have to sit in a silent space, brewing in our own minds, spiraling us to feel like we're not enough when we are enough. Set realistic expectations for yourself. Seek support from friends, family, or a mental health professional. And find ways to prioritize your self-care and self-compassion. And yes, I know I've been saying mom a lot throughout this episode, but I think it's important to note that dads out there or caregivers can experience a similar feeling of guilt and pressure too. Being a mom or dad is one of the most rewarding yet challenging jobs in the world, but we have to take care of ourselves if and when we can. If you also have or are dealing with mom guilt, share your experience in the comments of Asian Boss Girl's latest Instagram post. I honestly love reading all of your comments to these posts. It feels like a little forum of everyone sharing their experience. The last one with the postpartum confinement period, I learned so much about the different ways different cultures carry out their confinement period. And it was also pretty wild to hear how similar my experience was to so many of yours out there. And so for this episode, I would love to hear if you also had or are dealing with mom guilt and perhaps what your strategies are to overcome it. Let's continue learning from one another and helping each other through this journey of parenthood. You can follow Asian Boss Girl on our Instagram at Asian Boss Girl and me, Helen, at HWUWU, H-W-U-W-U. And as you know by now, we have shows out every Tuesday and our main show on Thursday. From me and my little bumps. <laughs> bye for now. Yeah. <laughs>